welcome everybody to this is the early lock here on Window Sports. Adam, day one is in the books. Now it's on day two. I should say for us, day one for, for us is in the books. Day two is here. I'm Tony. This is Adam. As always, give us a follow at Wind Daily Sports on all sorts of formats. Sponsor by the Sharp app, your one-stop shop for everything sports betting. We got some props for profit. We're going to get you some gas cans, some aces of the slate, couple different slates today, some stacks. There were some postponements that are going to go into today. Uh, but, Adam, overall, you know, what's your feel after the first couple days of baseball, man? You, you still excited? Yeah, I mean, it's been a good couple of days. We've been hitting some bets. We've been hitting some good things in the Discord as far as, you know, building the lineups and construction and what we need to target. There's already been a bench-clearing incident. Jose Barrios has taken more of my hard-earned money. Some things never change. So, you know, he, dude couldn't even get out of the first inning just tonight. But then the Jays come roaring back. Like, that's how good their offense is. They're done 7 nothing As we're speaking right now, it's tied 7 apiece. Isn't that, yeah, that's 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 crazy. I mean, again, offense is terrifying. <laughs> it, it really is. One through nine, too. One through nine. I, I it is. I speaking of offense, it's terrifying. You know, I, you hear my voice. I was at the Phillies game today, and or I should say yesterday, right? But um, I'll tell you what, man. The the excitement. It was so fitting to see Schwarber hit a home run in his first at bat. Like it was just like that right there set the tone, and it's exactly what this Philly team is going to be. It's going to be some errors. It's going to be some lackluster pitching, but it's going to be some <laughs> off the wall offense, right? I mean, we just—it's exactly the way we thought. But Adam numbers aren't picking up. Bryce Harper being completely disrespected in the prop market, which we'll get to later, which is uh, going to be interesting. But let's get right into this. Let's get into the early stacks. Like, you know, if you followed the show yesterday, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. You're hitting the like button. If you're listening on podcast here, make sure that you're giving us a review, hitting that five star. Remember the five star. That's key. Helps us get the support that we need. But Adam, get your early stack on early. We're talking brew crew and white Sox. The Brewers. Uh, we, we, we kind of touched on them yesterday. The game got postponed, so kind of much of the same, right? Yeah, so real quick before we touch on the Brewers, we, we do have to shout out Jared. Because not only did he touch on Schwarber, he called the exact pitch he was going to hit a home run on. No, he didn't. He, he, did. he did. He did. It's in the article. He talked about how good Hart, or, uh, Schwarber is against sinkers. Sure uh, enough, seventh pitch of the at-bat. Montas throws him a sinker. Bang, gone. So hell, shout out to Jared. Yeah. Who, who did an incredible job on the Stacks article today. But, yeah, you know, we did touch on the Brewers yesterday. Uh, so, you know, we don't want to beat the dead horse and go completely uh, what we talked about yesterday. But it's it's the same names we talked about. It's McCutcheon. It's Adamas. And at least, like, today, because that game didn't get postponed until 20 minutes before lock, this was a very chalky offense. I kind of fully expect it to be uh, tomorrow as well. The only difference today is uh, DK caught up to the pricing. Remember yesterday? How much was Chris Mielich? Yeah, 3700 right? We were like, oh, man, you got to play him. He's 5200 these, oh, these guys got a significant price increase. But wow. that actually could help because nothing is different. It's, it's the same matchup that we liked yesterday, but that could keep some of the chalk down off them. Depending on what the weather brings us in Chicago, man, that might really play to our favor because people are kind of unwilling to go with the price tags. There's kind of no reason you shouldn't. If you liked them yesterday, you should like them again today. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a big jump, though. I, I'm so pissed it, right it's now. It's a big jump. 
<laughs> Man, I thought that I thought we were getting over. That, that's one lesson, right? You don't get over on the books, right? Obviously. <laughs> okay. Not more than one day at any rate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100 percent But uh yeah, listen, we talked about that yesterday. If you want to go back and you want to hear that as well, you know, more than welcome. So you get, again, make sure you're following the YouTube page of the podcast. We podcast every single one of these episodes. But the White Sox another team underrated, in my opinion, when it comes to the bats. So talk talk about them for this stuff. Yeah, I mean, listen, these guys are are expensive. Um, you know, unless you get to the back end of the lineup, they start to kind of calm down a little bit. Eloy Jimenez is only forty two hundred. You, know, you have some lefty sticks further down, um, and then even a guy like Jake Berger, who played ninth today, but still paid off his price. And you know, it's an easy piece to do the wraparound stack. Twenty three hundred works with it, whatever else you want to do. Matt Manning has just not proven that he's a major league pitcher yet. He's a prospect of pedigree. These guys can always kind of turn it on at like, you know, the, the flick of a switch, basically. But this is a tough lineup to face, man. And even in some shaky weather, you know, this guy had a 580 ERA, a, a 1.51 whip last year. I'm not ready to disregard those numbers yet. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we are not disregarding those numbers. Hell no. Uh, but what we will put in high regard is on the ace of the day which is right on the other end okay and brandon woodruff right we talked about him yesterday i mean it's the same thing he's going to go out and he's going to be on fire right i mean he really should you know we we kind of focused a bit more on mcclanahan just because of the salary and then woodruff came up 200 bucks that's fine you know on the face of things he should be the ace of the slate there's other guys that at least can compete with his upside but if woodruff is on he should lead the slate in scoring pitching wise. There's a couple guys that intrigue me: uh, Dylan Cease, Miles Mikolas, Mitch Keller. We'll get into that in the article, but Woodruff definitely stands out just for on the first glance of guys that you know you really kind of need to anchor your pitching towards. And then speaking of guys you want to attack, right? You know, it's the same guy we talked about yesterday because of the games and the postponements. But Justin Steele is right back in that gas can early spot, correct? Yeah, it's it's Steele and Manning. Um, you know, Justin Steele, the lefty that we wanted to attack yesterday. Matt Manning, um, you know, over a 320 Woba to each side of the plate, so the handedness really didn't matter to him. Uh, the XFIP was over five against both sides of the plate. I don't think we have to be too picky and choosy about, you know, which bats we're using. Whatever fits for the White Sox is probably going to be one of the primary targets of the day. Almost seems like a pattern. If you ever, if you're listening to us, right, and and that's what's cool about it. Like when we were doing the NBA shows, you know, we talked about specific teams, and we've always talked about like Charlotte. We want to attack Charlotte every time, right? You're you're attacking perimeter defense on certain teams, and this is going to be the same thing. You're gonna you're gonna get to know us. You're gonna you're gonna get to learn this, just like we are about who you're gonna attack and why. But also, don't get discouraged. Let me throw it out there because there's gonna be some nights where. Listen, all the analytics say what should happen, and it just doesn't happen, right? I mean, Adam, how many times have been we're going, what? Like, how did this guy just blow up, and, and all of a sudden this guy gets me a 10? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So don't get the scares. Keep pushing out. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and I think I think especially these first couple turns through the rotation with pitchers, you know, not having the same prep time that they have had in the past, being a little bit on the shorter leashes, everything like that, it makes it more difficult to truly predict pitching, which is hard enough on a good day. Things like that are just going to add that, you know, small layer of difficulty. I mean, you had Garrett Cole today saying his routine was thrown off. 
buddy, it was a four-minute delay between what was first pitch scheduled and what was actually first pitch. Okay, like I'm all I completely understand. Pitchers need their routine. Everyone has their thing, but bro, come on, you've never you never pitched in a game that you know didn't start exactly where you wanted it to. Come on, man. Yeah, that's a little excessive. Okay, that's a, that's a little ridiculous. You know, if it's if it's twenty minute wait time, I'll, I'll listen to you. Four minutes, I, shut up. Right, it's like, it's like, like all of a sudden I got to sit with a towel on your shoulder. Like, relax, man. It's like, you're okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But it's a great point because it happened today in the Phillies game with Aranola, and you know you saw that not because he was fatigued that he threw too many pitches because he was only at like seventy, but it was just this is just coming from spring training into your first couple starts, you know, you're, it's not that your, your mindset isn't there. It's your, maybe your body's just not used to the reps. Like we're going to see that for the first few times, these pitchers may not go five innings, right. Or six innings. And it says a different major league baseball as well. I mean, Adam, the days that we used to sit here and watch these complete game shutouts. And I think they're no, over. <laughs> yeah. No, we're no, not no, seeing no, that anymore. Um, there's a lot it, of, it, you know, yeah, it, it takes a supreme effort to even get to, like, the eighth inning anymore. And it's not even necessarily like, oh, man, he hit 65 pitches and he started mm-hmm. getting blasted and giving up runs. But you you still have seen, at least for the first couple of days, there is a decline in the sharpness around that pitch count for almost everybody. Like, even if they're striking people out or they're pitching well, they get, you know, past that 60 pitch range into the 70, 75, and all of a sudden it's, you know, you got a three and two count on this guy. This guy's fouling off a bunch of pitches in a row. You, you've kind of noticed a pattern so far, and it's not really a surprise given that, you know, most of these guys didn't have time to do the full stretch out that they're accustomed to most years. Yeah. Uh, and we, and again, we also talked about that this year is going to be a little different in the sense that there's going to be a, a, a tiny condensed schedule because we start it late. So they're not going to be as many days off and there's going to be different start times because they're going to squat, try to squeeze these double headers in. So a lot of stuff that you're going to have to, you know, look into. And again, Adam, it's going to be a lot of value for us because there's going to be a lot of low level guys out there that are going to be pushed in the spot starts that normally wouldn't get the inning. So, uh, but Let's talk about the night end, and we'll go right to I love how, you know, our get your stack on late. You know, obviously, it's the Padres, and you're going to talk about them, but then I love how you say course field. Like, this is a course field matchup, so I love that. Yeah, I mean, realistically, any slate you have course field on is a course field slate because you have to make the judgment call. Are you going to go in on it? Are you going to beat the field? Are you going to go under the field? And some nights, you know, it pays off and the, the game ends up 11 to 10. And then other nights you're like, I thought this game was a core field. What the hell happened over here? <laughs> and especially yep. like in the, at the start of the season, you know, it's the first night game. You know, that weather is going to be important. Is it cold? Is it 40 degrees? Is it snowing? I mean, like anything's in play for Denver at this juncture of the season. So do I know exactly what I'm doing with Coors Field yet? No, I don't. I know there's some vulnerable pitchers there, Tony Gonzalez and, and Herman Marquez. You know, neither one of these guys are like elite pitchers. Marquez is good when he's out of Coors Field, yes. and he's had success in Coors Field, but he's also had his his uh, issues in Coors Field, and it's still the Dodgers lineup. Like this is a top three lineup in baseball from top to bottom. So I'm not sure what I'm doing yet, but you are going to have to make that judgment call at some point. And then for the Padres, man, Zach Davies was just. Dude was oh. rough last year. <laughs> he oh. was rough. Over a 350 Woba to each side of the plate. Um, over a 430 X50 each side. 
only a, a K rate of 15% the lefties, under 19% the righties. If you're not making the Padres miss bats, man, I know they're missing Tatis. This is still a lineup that can can do some damage in a hurry. Yeah, it can. They st- listen, you know, you talk about San Diego, you, you still have to face guys like Machado. You know, you still got, you know, uh, Grisham had a really good year last year. You still got Hosmer in the lineup. You still got guys like a Cronenworth, right, that are going to smash the ball. Will Myers can still get up there and smash it with the best of them at times. So um, there's definitely some some big-time potential against Zach. They're, so, they're oh. super cheap, super cheap. Machado's well, 48, Cronenworth is 41. Everyone else for the Padres is under 4K on DK. Yeah, it, it, that's I, I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna bet they're gonna be a chalky offense tomorrow. Yes, one hundred percent. I I could definitely definitely see that. Um, the, you know, the the price point hasn't caught up to them. Obviously, I don't know. Oh why. my goodness! <laughs> I, I so I just clicked over to see what the Dodgers' prices were just in comparison. Uh, now remember, this is Coors Field. Guess how many Dodgers are over five k? Oh, I'm looking at it with you right now. So, but I'll say there's, there's only there's, two. There's Freddy. only two. Freddy what Freddy. in the world? 4,800. Against uh, a, a pitcher who does not handle lefties well in Coors Field. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. I did not. Uh, so, usually, you know, a little peek down the curtain. Usually, when I open a slate, I really focus on the pitching first. You know, because I'm writing the article. I'm laying things out, everything like that. I, and I know, like, the offenses and things that I want to attack. But I usually don't look at the offensive pricing until a little bit further down the road. Oh my God, <laughs> Dodgers just—I I cannot believe DK priced them so low. That's insane. I, I'm shocked. Yeah, that may be—that may be—that might be worse than the Robbie Ray pricing for opening day. Wow, it honestly might be. That's yeah, that's that's crazy. It's, that's incredible. Wow. So yeah, we're probably gonna have some course field tomorrow. Yes, yes, I, that's okay. It's going it's to be fun. Listen, it's going to be fun. It's what it is. Yes, exactly. Now, again, you know, we talked we talked about the Padres when we talked about get your stack on, but your ace of the day on the late slate is Joe Musgrove. Yeah, and you know, I haven't done the full dive here yet, so maybe I unearthed something else that I I kind of like. But just the first glance, you know, normally it would be Justin Verlander. He's on the slate, but this is a guy coming off a major injury, a lot of miles on that arm. You're not getting much of a discount. He's 9,600, like maybe a thousand dollar discount. So where he normally is, the Angels don't always strike out a ton, especially with who they have back in the line of healthy this year. You know, Rendon's a good hitter still. Yep. I'm not sure I'm going to be willing to pay 9,600 for Justin Verlander, and then Noah Syndergaard has pitched like two innings in two years, something like that. It, it'll probably be a lot of Musgrove and Bassett. On DK because Bassett's only eight thousand. That was a good pickup for the Mets, and they're they're going to need him to eat some innings. Really good pickup. Uh, you know, I under you know I said that earlier before the season started. I mean, you know, that's obviously before Degrom got hurt. But I was like, a lot of people are sleeping on this Mets rotation. I mean, you you keep hearing Scherzer and Degrom, but nobody's talking about Bassett. Like, yeah, Bassett's is, a good pitcher. He is a good pitcher. You know, and and guess what? Taiwan Walker can throw some heat too in the four spot. So. Yeah, it, no, and I think their fifth is Carlos Carrasco. So yeah, it's it's a good rotation when it's healthy, and good, that was man. our big fear was, okay, how long are they healthy? And it, it sadly, very sadly, didn't last long. So I'm not a Mets fan or anything, but I mean, 
Sorry, Jason. I don't know. It, like, it, it, unless you're a Phillies fan, how do you not like watching Jacob Degrom, man? You know that, that dude's just fun to watch. Even as a Phillies fan, I, I would. As long I, as it's not the Phillies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But again, it's almost like even when he's playing, it's like you got to tip your cap, man. That there's so that good. good, man. He's that so, good. And I do have to point out, and again, didn't do the full deep dive. I'm really interested to see what this guy's about. Juan Adon is going to pitch for the Mets or pitch for the Nationals against the Mets. Excuse me. He's 4K flat for a pitcher on DK. I'm going to tell you something. So these first couple of days, we haven't seen big pitching scores yet, right? Because most most guys just aren't going very far. Depending on what he looks like, I think Adon might be somewhat chalky. Because I think people are going to be willing to punt. Hope he gets you to that 10, 12 point threshold. Yep. You're only paying 4K for him. Like yeah. if you're if if your top end outcome is 20 points, but you're paying 86, 85, 9K, there's something to be said to just save the five thousand dollars. Hope Adon doesn't get crushed, gives you you know four, four, four and a third, something like that, even maybe five innings of just decent baseball. If he does that at 4K, I mean, look at how many hitters are more expensive than him. That's a good point. And I'll tell you what, man, this kid, I'll tell you, he's got four pitch potential, and his last start struck out nine in 5.1. Like, and, at least- uh, and that was last year, last game of the season, but still. Right, right. Like, uh, like it, the, for 4K, I, <laughs> I mean, the, I, oh, I the like one thing that stands out quick is his ground ball rate in the minors has been really good. Listen, yeah. at 4K, I don't need you striking out a ton of guys. I just need some outs. If you right. can generate ground balls, that can sometimes be a little bit easier to transfer up to the up to the majors. I don't need you within eight, nine people. Just get through five innings, strike me out like three guys, give up like one or two runs. At 4K, you are sailing at that point. Yep. Well, I, I agree. I, I like this a lot. I do. I like, I really, really, really like this for 4K. I, I'm definitely, definitely going to look hard into this because these are the, these are the early jet. Like you just said in the beginning of the show, you know, you don't know first couple starts. Well, this is the adverse effect of that, right? You're ta- you can take a, a, a nice shot at a young pitcher who's at the oh. very, very, very minimal pre- and he's home. So right. when you're young and you're home, that even helps better, right? So I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah, he will. He will be in the article one way or the other. We're going to be talking about him. And make sure again, as always, make sure you're on windowdailysports.com. You get that article that drops every morning as well. Adam does a tremendous job with that. We got all kinds of baseball content up, so make sure you're checking that out. Um, let's go again. You know, you already talked gas can late. We already know it's going to be Zach Davies. Yeah, you know, we talked about Zach earlier. I mean, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's obvious. Uh, but one thing for sure, we're doing really well when it comes to the prop market. Um, props for profit, hashtag props for profit. It's where we do some props on the show. And, and again, man, like, you know, props, I love props. I'm going to play some music for us because right in the mood because this is where we kind of been. And we talked about this all fair and the total base numbers and some of the RBI numbers. Seems like the books haven't caught up yet. Right, we talked about this, and, and I'm going to bring it right up because one for you right off, right off the bat. And I was there, and I watched some. I'm a Philly guy, but Bryce Harper over one and a half total bases. I don't plus one thirty. You have for him plus one thirty for over one and a half total bases. How was that so low? <laughs> yeah, and for the record, it's this is on DK the night before, so you know I don't know what it's going to move to. 
maybe it's because there's a lefty on the mound. I, I don't know, but like, a this is Bryce Harper, so I don't really care. If there's an average lefty at that. It's not like this is like you know some flamethrower. It's Cole Irvin. Uh, Harper was over 350 wOBA against lefties last year. As it is, how long is he going to last against this Philly lineup? Four four innings, maybe. Then he's into the bullpen. This isn't even a matchup that you have to really worry about because I don't think he's going to be there that long. I, at plus 130 for literally two singles, a double, or anything in between. Why am I not taking this? This is a great. This is a great. This is a great number. Again, listen, Harper, oh, Bryce Harper over one and a half total bases. Right now, the number stands actually the night before at plus 130. It may move a little bit. But on the flip side, I'm going to piggyback off of Adam here. And again, I just think this is way too low. Bryce Harper, one plus RBIs. One plus. All he needs to get is one RBI for plus 160. It, the, the guy was a machine today. And here's the thing. This is all about RBIs obviously are about opportunity. In this lineup, you know, before the fifth inning, they had five runs and seven hits. They were they weren't just home runs. These guys were hitting singles, doubles. Coswer was taking walks. I mean, they are a very disciplined lineup, and there's going to be tons of opportunities for a lot of guys to score some bags. And I'll tell you, one RBI from Bryce Harper off of Cole Irwin. Are you kidding me? Uh, I I mean, I don't know how much how much crazier we can get here, Adam, but. This pricing is eventually going to catch up, but let's cash in while we can, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like, it's not always in his control because, you know, right. who knows how many men are on base, but, like, 160? Guys, we talk about it all the time. Like, these are the bets that if they don't hit, I'm going to live with it. And they're not going to hit every day. It's baseball, man. Bryce Harper can go for four tomorrow. Who knows? Exactly. But you got to play the odds, and these these are just too too far to not have some interest in. You can't, you can't let these pass. Yeah, these are these are gimme. These are gimme bets for me. And one ones that aren't gimme is I'll go right into a home. You know, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I right, and I'm gonna tell you why. Here's why why. So, you know, I you know, Adam is is very analytical with his work and and I love every minute of it. So I like to highlight that. I really love the prop market, so I like to do that as well. So, you know, one thing I will do, I'm gonna give out these are the hardest ones to get. Adam knows that home run props are so hard to grab, but Watching the game, my my home run prop right now is going to be Matt Verling to hit a home run at plus 600. Matt Verling is the starting center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. I know everybody listens and be like, oh, here he goes to the Phillies again. Listen, I, if if you gave me a guy that's hitting the ball harder to a wall than Matt Verling, please show him to me, okay? Because today he hit three balls that literally went to the wall that were screamers. So that tells me he's that close. He's that close. And again, you know, he's going to face the same team is Citizens Bank Park, which is a band box. Okay. And he's facing Call Irwin. Uh, I'm telling you right now, plus 600. I feel better th- than this about my Cedric Mullins home run prop the other day that didn't hit. So I'm going to go Matt Verling, one home run, plus 600. And, and for the flip side, before I get to Adam's last bet, my, he is going to be my FFVP once again. He was 2,600 as my FFVP, had multiple opportunities. They just didn't fall. Okay, now he drops $100 to 2,500. He's going to be my FFVP, Matt Verling, because, again, this offense is going to continue to roll. Adam, Andrew McCutcheon, you have over one and a half total bases at plus 135. A lot of opportunities in that Brewers lineup, like we talked about earlier, right? Yeah, and it was nice 
to see him hit cleanup opening day. Um, you know, I don't know if that's going to stick every, every single day, but I don't care. I know he's going to hit in the top half of that lineup. Is McCutcheon as good as he used to be? Of course not. But for his career against lefties, 307 average, uh, 406 Woba, 244 ISO, and a 158 weighted runs created plus. Like, again, 135. An easy double in court or in uh, Wrigley Field. I almost said quarters again. <laughs> easy double in, in Wrigley against, against an inexperienced lefty. Like yeah. this is one of the main reasons McCutcheon is in that lineup is, is to smash lefties. You're right, and and le- listen, you're a Pittsburgh guy, and I'm a Philly guy. We both had our, our run-ins with Kutch. He's a fantastic athlete, fantastic person, great player. I wish him nothing but success. And there's nothing like watching yep. Kutch. With those quick wrists and that you know, and that giddy up right off the out of the box, man. So I, I definitely liked seeing him back clean up as well. So that was a good, definitely a good thing. Um, but Adam, listen, final thoughts, man. Before we get out of here, you know, big, it's a Saturday game. Saturday games, you got some two o'clock games, right? It's a four o'clock. Then you got the yep. the, the night cap. Uh, any final thoughts for today on four nine? No, man. Uh, I mean, hopefully uh, Vlad's coming up here in a couple minutes. I'd love to see him hit a home run and get Cano one more one more single and really clean up with the book today. But, you know, I think we're off to a pretty good start trying to find our rhythm. Um, you know, hopefully we're helping people not only here but in the Discord. And, you know, we got baseball all day tomorrow, so you know where I'm going to be. Yes, yes. You know, second, you know, it's day three to Masters. So we have that. We're, you know, winding down NBA. And, and, and obviously you have Sunday baseball, which is extraordinary. And we got to love it. Just FYI, too, to everybody listening, you know, just so you kind of understand what we're doing with this format. We're trying to get this the night before because we want to get number one. We want to get you the early numbers because obviously when you talk about the prop market, they're going to change. You just heard some real ridiculously high numbers. Lock them in. Okay, that's why we call this the early lock, right? Lock them in because they're going to change, I guarantee you. Uh, but also, just understand, too, that you know what we're trying to do to keep this game, this show flowing, um, we're, we're doing this kind of as a recorded show, even though it's live. So if you are commenting, what we will do is we'll get to those comments within the YouTube platform. So please stick with us. Uh, we just w- want to make this beneficial for both you and us as well, because nobody, Adam, nobody wants to listen to an hour of me and Adam talk. Okay, so we're trying to, you know what I mean. We try to cut this down for everybody as well. Uh, but right. what I'll say is same thing, man. You know, it's been great couple days. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I hope everybody continues to stay profitable. Looks like uh, the props have been really well. DFS is going to be tough in the first couple weeks. It always is. Everything has to sort itself out between pricing and playing time. So, but as always, man, we're going to catch you back here, uh, you know, tomorrow for an, a, another episode, or maybe we'll be Sunday morning. We're not sure. Uh, it'll probably be Sunday morning, uh, but you, you'll, you'll see us pop up. Just make sure you're hitting that subscription and the alert so you know when we go live here on YouTube. So everybody stay healthy. Wind Daily Sports where you find us. Have a profitable day, and we'll catch you next time.